When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Season 10 on Album for the Day, we get into a combo theme this month. Mm. We uh, bring up original motion picture soundtracks because usually we don't go with compilation albums. We usually go with one album, studio album from an artist. Yeah. But this is kind of like that thing where, you know, the movie brings all of these artists together because it's one vision, but from a director's point of view, telling a story through their album. Exactly. And the thing is, if the songs in a movie can actually move it forward, uh, they can accentuate any kind of emotion, oh. action. They can either make or break a movie. That too. Yeah. That too. Yeah. I mean, they can move the plot of the movie forward just by playing a song. Absolutely. Um, and it just wouldn't be the same without That's, the music. That's right on. Album for the day for March 28th is High Fidelity, Music from the Motion Picture. Today, we celebrate our 300th episode. 300! We are an army. (laughs) This was released on March 28th, today, of 2000. So, it turns 22 today, and we turn 300. Ooh, I like that. It's only fair. I like that. That's nice. Um... This is a personal favorite of mine. I actually, indeed, used to work for a record store called Top 5 Records. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, I love the premise of the movie and how they do everything in, like, lists and how, like, everything relates to music through these things. And people in the record store talk about how they compare things to music, how they go through and say, all right, what are your, you know, top five opening tracks of an album or that kind of thing and, it's and like, dude i would say that this that this movie screenplay book whatever i would say that it gave record store employees like a bad name because it makes them appear snobby but there's nothing false about that so <laughs> i'm not gonna apologize for that why uh, else would you work in a record store unless you, you were a little snobby and or selective your with your music? Yeah, that's true. So um, that's true. I, th- I feel like this is very organically authentic to that. I love some of the deep cuts that they have on this uh, soundtrack. I love that it's kind of indie rock, but it's very like earthy. There's also indie. some classic stuff in here. Oh, yeah. Um, but apparently, um, they they all got together and listened to two thousand songs, out of which they picked seventy song cues. Okay. So there were seventy things out of all that that are used in the movie. Wow. Uh, the soundtrack has fifteen, and they're fantastic. 
I mean, again, the ones that are on here, awesome. Yeah, you got the Kinks, Velvet, Double Velvet Underground. You've got. So I want to point out that not only is Bob Dylan on here, mm, yeah, but so is John Wesley Harding, which, which interestingly I, enough is a Bob Dylan album. I sat there when when I first started looking at this, and I immediately was like, John Wesley Harding? Did they mean the album? Because uh-uh. I, th- I thought. That the song by Bob Dylan most of the time was off of John Wesley Harding. And it was one of those things. And I think when I read it, my brain just went to that exact place that you just said. Because the song is clearly from much later Dylan than John Wesley Harding. John Wesley Harding, Dylan was still fairly young, you know, and um, the uh, 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 most of the time comes off the album Oh Mercy, which is... A little bit later, it's like mid '80s, I think, maybe early '90s. Bob Dylan, and it's he has that. Oh, and most of the time, and it, he's kind of already established himself as that like grovelly kind of old. The old man's getting crotchety. Exactly, I get that. I think that uh, you know, you know, there's there's little known stuff like "You're Gonna Miss Me" by the Thirteenth Floor Elevators. Yeah. Um, we're familiar with a collection uh, that came out a number of years ago called Nuggets. Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And it's all little, like, one one song people. It's got stuff like this and mm-hmm. Blue Cheer and... Oh, all um, the psychedelic stuff. Strawberry the, Alarm yeah, Clock. Yeah, from, like, the 60s through the mid-70s kind of stuff. And it's all awesome stuff. The electric Ex- prunes. Exactly like that. Uh, all of that stuff, so... I like that that was the choice for number one yeah. uh, on the on the soundtrack. And then they kind of dig through there. You never see anybody use love. Mm, that's true. The band, not the not feeling. The emotion. <laughs> so it's more than a feeling. It's also a band. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no Boston on here, by the way. Um, the Dry the Rain by the Beta Band, that's a great pivotal scene in the movie yep. where Rob says that he's going to increase sales on the new beta band uh, and turns it on in the store and people start asking about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's brilliant, the power of suggestion mm-hmm. and, you mm-hmm. know, knowing something's good and knowing that if you don't put it in front of somebody, they mm-hmm. may never experience it. Yeah, And that's kind of the magic of the record store thing. But the two guys that work there, too, they're just, like, they're a part of it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, it's a Hall of Fame performance. However, Let's Get It On by Barry Jive and the Uptown Five. <laughs> um, Otherwise known as Jack Black. That is Jack Black performing <laughs> uh, with his little band, not Tenacious D, but uh, oh. performing with a band in the movie. And I got to say, man, for... Uh, I mean, I guess he's really not and wasn't at the time an amateur. Like, he was well, making but money but doing that. But he was also that. in character. It wasn't like Jack Black performing. That's true. It was Jack Black performing as Barry. a character. You know, and so it's like this, it's so different than what a Jack Black performance would be because Jack Black is not only a very talented musician, he's also a very talented actor and a very talented comedian. And he's bringing a performance of comedy performance of who, what this character would perform as. And it, he knocks it out of the park 
as the character, not necessarily as what he would do personally. You know, it's like it's great, it's fantastic, and like it 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 so suits everything in this movie and what they're yeah. It's 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 great. I loved it. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, I also. I've got to say that this was my introduction to uh, the Stevie Wonder song, I Believe When I Fall in Love, It Will Be Forever. Yeah. Um, That is easily my favorite Stevie Wonder song now. Wow. Um, That's awesome. This is, it's, it's so deep, man. It's so deep. It's got, it's got the peaks and the valleys. It's got it all. It's got a huge parenthetical in the title. Like Mm -hmm. it's got everything that says, (laughs) this is going to be a, Big hit, man. Yep. And I like that it was always something like not on the greatest hits albums. It's You're right. It's It's, a song that everybody knows or has heard, mm -hmm. but it's never one of the ones that's thrust into the forefront. That you're like, oh, that's the Stevie Wonder song. That's the one Mm -hmm. for Stevie Wonder. And I think that's what this album and this movie were both kind of all about was finding the tracks underneath the the big top layer to make this indie kind of movie an indie rock soundtrack show you who the real heroes are exactly like if we'd have come in with and no offense to any of these people but you know if they'd have come in with you know the strokes and yeah acdc and like all this hugely mainstream stuff it wouldn't have had the same impact as because that was the point of the movie was finding those diamonds in the rough this isn't tower records this is yeah. Top five records. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's it's the way that it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Great, uh, great movie. Uh, and you'll definitely get into the uh, give me your top five game after watching this movie because it is a fun game to play. Even if you don't know much about music, even just doing top five lists, it's a good game to play. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Side note: Jay likes to roast people for their top fives. <laughs> Often, it's <laughs> a trap. Don't walk through Don't. the door. Top five traps. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Elmer Fudd. <laughs> All right, March twenty eighth, episode three hundred, uh, album for the day. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, high fidelity. Uh, be sure to give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us, and uh, follow us on Twitter at album the number four of the day. Feel free to email us with any requests at album the number four of the day at gmail.com. Thanks for listening for th- to 300 episodes. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's get it on. Ooh. Let's love sugar. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!